Glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for fresh glory upon everyone's souls. Let them be saturated, let them be marinated, and let them be intoxicated on the richest measure of your divine presence. Let them become bodies fully filled and flooded with God himself. Ephesians 3, verse 14 in the Passion Translation, Paul prays for love to overflow. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be realized deep inside you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you'll be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all of its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love, beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ, and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Amen. It's a season of experiencing God's love like none other. Truly, that is the great harvest of the end times, is every nation, tribe, and tongue rising to His unlimited, unconditional love towards us. Ecstasy is simply your soul saturated in God's love. It's written four times in the New Testament. Paul fell into an ecstasy. Peter fell into an ecstasy. Paul talks about being in ecstasy, being out of his mind in ecstasy while in the body. There's a place of ecstasy of experiencing God's love through your soul that you're not even aware of your body anymore. And we've all experienced that on drugs. Most of us have. But there's also a place in Christ where you experience the glory of God, the glory dimension, more strongly than the natural dimension. And it's almost like you're getting sucked out of your body. It might come like liquid peace. It might come like liquid love. It might come like new wine. It might come like a drink in your soul. It might come like a river. It might come just like waves upon your heart. But whatever it is, when God touches you, it does intoxicate you. Song of Solomon 5.1 says, Be drunk with love in the Bible. Jeremiah 23, verse 9, I am like a drunken man because of the Lord and because of His holy words, like one who's had too much wine to drink. Amen. When you get into the Word of God and it's mixed with your own spirit and it becomes intimate knowledge, it's always intoxicating for your soul. 
going from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory is intimate knowledge, first-hand account of the experience of the Word of God towards you that is intoxicating love. The Word of God, when it's mixed with your spirit, when it's sowed right into the seed of your heart, the Word is a seed that's sowed into the heart. Jesus Christ said, the sower sows seed into the spirit of your soil. There's a soil of your spirit life, and that spirit life and your soil can receive words and they grow inside your spirit. Everyone has a spirit. And what you believe in your soul is what's growing in your spirit. Even people that don't believe in the spirit have a spirit. And everything they ever experience in their soul on life on planet earth is what they've believed inside the soil of their spirit. Their words, their seeds, and they grow. God's word, when when it grows inside your spirit, grows up into a holy ecstasy and intoxication, and it literally lifts your soul above the realm of the dead, even while in the body. It's called the resurrection from the dead, and it's all by the word sown into your spirit. When your spirit receives the word of God, then it grows up. It's like Jack and the Beanstalk. It's exactly like that. We've seen many visions of Jack and the Beanstalk, and these are the the magic seeds. They really are. They're mystical seeds because they're living words. Anything that comes out of intimacy of the Garden of Eden, out of the enrichment of knowing Him intimately inside your heart, that seed is laced with divine love. It's filled with anointing. It's a container of glory. When the container of glory is sown inside your spirit, it is a magical seed that can sprout up like Jack and the Beanstalk. Now you determine after the seed's sown how high you want to get on the Word. There are elevations in the Spirit called degrees of glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18, we go from one degree of glory to a greater degree and a higher degree and an elevation in the Spirit of the glory of God. Amen. (laughs) We go from glory to glory, degree to degree, according to how high we want to get in our souls on the living word growing up in our hearts. When you hear a word, understand it like a magical bean. Because that's exactly what it is. Jesus said it was like a magical bean. It was like a sower sowing seed. And it would spring up in your heart unto eternal life. Meaning, what was not there previously became manifest out of a different dimension when you believed a word that was foreign to your soul. That's why the gospel is heaven's words. That's what the gospel is. The gospel is bringing the words of a different dimension into the natural dimension and pulling souls through their spirit into the glory of God. When you receive words that come from heaven, it is a seed sown inside your heart. And if your mind receives it, it literally clinches your mind and pulls your mind into the glory of God. That's what it means to come into an encounter of His love. Love only comes out of the kingdom of heaven. Human beings are not capable of loving. That phileo love is earthly love, it's selfish love. But divine love, that sacrificial love, is the, is the presence of God. It's the power of God. It's the witness that there is a God. Sacrificial love is the witness as it's written. They will know we are Christians by our love. Meaning, by your sacrifice. By dying to self, your own soul, and letting a spiritual substance flow out of you from a different dimension, they'll know you are Christians. 
That's what. That's exactly what it means. They'll know you're Christians when you bring a foreign, a foreign presence and a foreign word and a foreign gospel out of the kingdom realm into the natural realm because human beings don't have this. This is not something that originated with man. This is not something that any nation can say, well, we came up with this word. We came up with this, this power. This power is ours. This power belongs to God in a different dimension. The gospel is the gift of the glory dimension in word form. <laughs> and the more and more you receive living words out of a different realm called by Jesus Christ 170 times in the gospels called the realm of the kingdom. When you receive words out of the realm of the kingdom, the more you receive them, the more your soul is pulled into the glory of God. Now, there are many false gospels. There are many natural gospels. There are many wannabes and posers and phonies and fakes that come with soulish gospels. They come with second heaven gospels. They come with a Jezebelic gospel. They come with witchcraft gospels. They come with the magic arts. They come with the Kabbalah. They come with... Jannies and Jambres, they come with sorcery. Sorcery is mentioned over 25 times in the New Testament. Sorcery is man's ability to pretend to be God. So there are Gospels that originate with man. There are Gospels that come out of the stars that fell from heaven. There are Gospels of the occult. That's really what religion is. Religion is the occult. Religion is connecting with the fallen angels of the second heavens. There's an angelic sphere that you can tap into that doesn't require any self-sacrifice. Jesus Christ said, if anyone comes into the kingdom except through me, he is a thief and a robber. If anyone enters the spirit, if anyone enters the angelic sphere, if anyone rises above the realm of flesh into the realm of angels by any means except through Jesus Christ, he is a sorcerer. And there are millions of sorcerers. They're everywhere. Sorcery is connecting to the second heaven stars with your soul. It's like astrology. It's like the occult. It's really simply religion. That's the difference between religion and the gospel. The gospel doesn't have your soul connect to anything in this universe. The gospel, through the portal of the cross, connects your soul into the third heaven above the second heavens. This universe has a second heavens, which is all space wrapping around earth. And that's our universe. The gospel originates outside the universe and through Jesus Christ crucified to death at Calvary, it opened up a portal for anyone who believes in Jesus to go through the portal of his sacrificed body, the lamb that was slain, and go into the third heaven and bypass the universe of second heavens religion. It's a completely and totally different world. It's not human at all. Zero percent human. Human mixture is what has given Christianity a bad name. And we've all been imperfect at times. The issue is repenting and growing and becoming a greater and greater witness over the years as you fall in love with Him. No one's perfect after they're born again. I've never seen it once. I mean, it's usually just a complete and total mess. And everyone's mess gets cleaned up as they learn to go into the glory with their soul through the Word of God through their own spirit. Those who follow the Spirit of God are the sons of God, it is written. The only ones that know God are the ones that are in the Spirit of God, the ones that live in the glory of God, who, that have intimate knowledge of Him. Ephesians 1.17 The Father of glory gives you wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge of Him. 
Wisdom is spiritual knowledge. Wisdom is knowledge not of the natural man, not of the brain, but of the spirit. Wisdom builds her seven pillars inside your spirit so that your brain can hook back up into your spirit. That's what we lost in the curse of the fall. We came out of our spirit ability. Everyone is a three-part being, a spirit and a soul and a body. Almost every person on earth lives as a soul and a body with their spiritual abilities dormant. That's why we only operate at about 7 to 10% of our soul's ability because the other 90% are for your spirit. But only 10% of your soul's ability was allotted in, in the creation to your flesh. The other 90% of the brain that's dormant is allotted to your spirit. When you begin to spiritually awaken by receiving prophetic word out of the glory dimension, then your brain comes alive. It becomes a white stone with a new name on it. Your soul comes alive. You feel the glory of God burning through your soul, and your soul becomes a white stone. Your soul becomes a flame of Yahweh, a flame of fire. Amen. And it's all based on love. God is love. The flame of Yahweh is the love that transfigures you. It's what pulls your soul out of the natural dimension of the curse into the glory dimension of our promised land, the Garden of Eden. This is the season of the Bride of Christ rising by the love of her King in holy matrimony, understanding the power of the resurrection, experiencing divine love that raises the dead. You're raised from the realm of the dead. What's the realm of the dead? The realm of demonic influence. The realm of demons. The realm of darkness. The realm of hell on earth that we all come out of. That realm where all the negativity and every bad thing that's ever happened to us does not exist anymore. There's an elevation in the spirit where no negative thing happens to you anymore. It's called the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3.10 I have become as the resurrection of the dead, raised from the dead while in the body, in a spiritual and moral resurrection. He raises up your heart. He raises up your spirit and He raises up your mind to the measure you can receive His love towards you. Amen. It's all about love because God is love. God is love. The kingdom of heaven is love. The promised land is a place where your soul is completely wrapped in divine love with no negativity, with no sorcery, with no counterfeits. Everyone drunk on love. Everyone loving each other as they love themselves. Everybody in divine ecstasy. Anyone not in divine ecstasy has not entered the joy of the Lord, for the joy of the Lord is divine ecstasy. Anyone that ministers out of the glory of God ministers ecstasy because once you enter the, the glory of God, you can only minister out of Eden because all of the glory of God comes out of the realm of love called Eden, the Father's garden, called the Father's heart. This whole thing of man and God, redeemed through Jesus Christ, is based on God's heart. That's the realm we're being restored to. That's the promised land. The promised land is bringing the soul. Now, it's not in the natural. Old Covenant was an exodus into the promised land through the wilderness. They came out of Egypt, crossed the Red Sea. Red Sea represents the forgiveness of sins washed, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Then you enter the wilderness, which is getting Egypt out of you. You came out of Egypt, now you have to get the Egypt out of you. You get all the natural religion, all the slavery of the curse of the fall. Everything bad comes out in the wilderness. The wilderness is the place where the snakes take back what, what is them. The supernatural demonic influence comes out of you as you make your way towards the promised land by the leadership of the apostles and prophets. And then you come to the River Jordan. And then you cross into Eden. 
Amen. Every single Christian has that process in their life after they're born again. Egypt, the place of all sin and all demons, the place of darkness. Egypt symbolizes hell in the Bible. So you come out of hell and you come into wilderness. You don't go straight into heaven. You come out into the wilderness. And the wilderness is the time of testing. What's being tested? All the woundedness you have of Egypt. Everything negative that's happened in your life. It's the healing of the heart and the healing of the soul in the wilderness. You come out of it and all that Egypt comes out of you and you follow anointed leadership into the promised land. Now the promised land is the place of milk and honey. Milk and honey represent all the goodness of God, all the glory of God, all the sweetness of His presence. Every dream of your childhood heart fulfilled. Everything that died in Egypt and everything that was trying to get stolen in the, in the wilderness comes alive and is manifest in the promised land. There are longings of the heart that only manifest into the natural dimension when your soul is completely infused and pickled in divine love. You cannot fulfill your destiny in anything except complete and total pickling baptism of the promised land of divine love. There's just no chance. You cannot have a promise fulfilled in the wilderness. The wilderness is the place where people get miserable because they tried so hard. Almost all Christianity that you've known has been in the wilderness. Very little Christianity has ever been in the promised land. How do you know it's promised land? Joshua and Caleb with giant wine grapes. Amen? You think it's written for our benefit? Old Testament Exodus symbolizing New Testament. What, are the, what is the New, New Testament? The promised land fruitfulness, the promised land wine. The promised land is called the drunken glory. Hello? The drunken glory is the place where your soul is completely whacked out on divine love. Completely and totally in ecstasy. With no negative thing. And you never come down. You grow in love. Love is the source of all the fruits of the Spirit, which are the fruits of the glory of God through your hearts and through your souls. Everything God does towards you is to increase fruitfulness out of this dimension of Eden of divine love. The removal of all tares, the removal of every negative thing, the removal of all magic arts, the removal of every word curse and witchcraft prayer that's been spoken over your life, the removal of all sorcery, the removal of all lust and, and pride is for you to get complete and totally pickled in divine love and experience the richest measure of that love and become fully fulfilled on God and no longer needing the natural dimension, needing the glory dimension. You must become a glory addict and there's no law against spiritual feasting. You can drink as much as the, of the glory of God as you want every single day and get as drunk as you want on God's glory. Amen. It's called love. Be drunk with love. It's the marriage supper of the Lamb. Coming into a place out of the wilderness of wilderness Christianity, which is the mixture of self and Christ, into total Christ, all-consuming glory through your hearts and minds, which is the promised land, where there's no more consciousness of self, no more self-awareness, no more self-promotion, no more self-protection, no more hiding the woundedness in the heart, but just a wide-open, crystal-clear book of God the Father's work in your life. 
where people can see that God has done a mighty work in your life and you're a testimony, a living testament of God's power to transform your souls and to heal your souls out of Egypt, out of all the demonic influence of everything that's killed, stolen, and destroyed from your souls since the time you were born on earth. Amen. And the Father loves doing it. The Father loves restoring souls. As it's written in Psalm 23, He restores our souls. How? By my cup overflowing. My cup overflowing with love is the restoration of my soul. All the tendencies I had to go to Satan and go to the demons to get all messed up was because there were love wounds in me. Every sin, every sin is a love wound. Every tendency to hurt ourselves and hurt others is because of a lack of God's liquid love, of Eden's glory in our lives. The glory of God fulfills that area of love and then your cup begins to overflow, which is the restoration of your soul. And your brain starts to light up on the love of God. You're literally transfigured by receiving love. You have to become a drunkard and a glutton on divine love. That's the final exodus for everyone on planet earth is to learn how to drink God's divine love, receive God's divine love, be healed in the divine love, and let the glory of His love raise you up into Eden, which is a spiritual elevation. We go from glory to glory. Where is the glory taking us? Into the fullness of love. Song of Songs chapter 8, that we join Him in the spiced mountains of Eden in the sacred stairway of the sky, the exodus into Eden by the morning star, Jesus Christ, the man of love, the only one that has ever demonstrated perfect love in the history of humanity is Jesus because God died for his creation. Jesus is God. Jesus died to restore his creation. And then he sent the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth up a stairway. And the stairway is your heart. It's an internal secret stairway. It's not an external stairway, it's an internal stairway through your spirit in the development and healing of your spirit. And Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory, rises in your spirit and burns through your soul. And that's the healing of your soul. That's the secret stairway of the heart. That's how you rise up into the angelic sphere. It says it in Song of Songs 8, it says it in Ephesians 2, Ephesians 3, Ephesians 6, that we will join Him in the sky. It's not a rapture. It's just called spiritual maturity. It's having your soul lifted off the earth dimension into the angelic dimension over the earth. And it works by receiving His love. The gospel is a working power of words that reprogram your heart to run on a different source. Our hearts don't run on this universe anymore. When you're born in heaven, now your heart, your spiritual energy, runs on the throne of God and the Lamb. Revelation 22, verse 1. I saw the throne of God, I saw the throne of the Lamb, and a river of life sparkling crystal clear proceeding from them. The throne of God is our source of energy, the source of our power, and the source of all of our love. And it's the love of God that melts away all the harm that's in our souls, all the hurt and the wounds that are in our spirit. And it completely and totally heals us, regenerates us, and transforms us to be all together new creatures in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature altogether. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And you are these new creatures in Christ. By the glory of God. You are a glory creature. You're not just a Christian. You're a glory. Christ 
in the part of Christianity, of Christian means it's the glory of the Father. You're a glory creature. A Christian means I am now based my entire existence on the glory of God, on the anointing of the Garden of Eden. That no part of my soul is based on the natural dimension. I'm no longer a dying creature, a dying soul, based on the natural elements. I'm now a living creature, a living soul. God has breathed into our souls the breath of life, the breath of His glory, and our souls come alive. And if we stay dependent on His breath into our souls, our souls will grow from glory to glory. We'll never taste death in our soul. The issue is the mixture of the soul of the external realm of religion that's killing us or the internal realm of the glory, the enrichment of the Garden of Eden and the Kingdom of Heaven and our spirit that's giving us resurrection power. Out of your innermost being flows rivers that raise your soul from the dead, that remove all attachments to the natural realm. Like in the, what's the movie called? Uh, Matrix where Neo's in the tub of goo and he's got the cables and cords disconnecting from his brain. That's how you disconnect from the natural realm. That's how you disconnect your soul ties from fallen angels and demons and warlocks and witches. That's how all the negative influence in your soul comes off your soul by connecting your soul to Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory increases the more and more your soul, you, you lean your personality on Christ in you. That's how you discover Zion, the city of God. That's how you discover more of God. You bring your soul into the glory of Christ in you and repent of all natural influence, which is all religion, which is all the seven principalities of the, of the prostitute of Babylon. And you come completely out of the world into the kingdom. Overcoming the world is disconnecting your soul from the external and connecting your soul to the internal realm of Christ's glory and it will unfold within you. It's like a scroll, your destiny, your spirit. It unfolds within you, and your soul begins to see the power of God, and you start to get persuaded that greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world. And it's a progressive revelation of unfolding truth. It's not a one-time deal. You grow in intimate knowledge of Him until wisdom has fully built her seven pillars so that you're a tabernacle of David and a, and a tent of meeting God face to face everywhere your glorified soul goes. You're an apostolic and prophetic covering. That's what the tabernacle of David is. It's those who fully brought their soul to the glory of God and sacrificed themselves for God the Father's ability to shine forth through them and cover the souls of the nations. That's the Isaiah 4-5 dome and apostolic canopy of Christ the Apostle fully formed in you and manifesting a canopy of divine love, manifesting the canopy of the Garden of Eden over every soul on earth and dripping liquid love on every brain. Everyone will be intoxicated. The Lord visited the earth and intoxicated it. It is written, He will intoxicate its valleys first. Amen? He will fill the valleys he will come, he will bring the valley of dry bones into the wet place of Eden, into the Garden of Eden, into the place that is completely and totally saturated with the glory of God, with the living waters. And all the dry place of Egypt and religion and the influence of the fallen angels and mankind will be washed away in the floods of the glory of God, in the floods of the living waters, in the dilation of the bride's belly, of her spirit life fully birthing and manifesting the river of life that washes away all the works of the devil in the heavens first and in the earth. Amen. 
and then you'll have world peace. Then you'll have a heavens and an earth where righteousness dwells, where the glory of God dwells, where every soul instead of being influenced by demons, is influenced by God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the rivers of the Garden of Eden in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is where we're going. That's our promised land. That's our exodus into Eden. And it's a progressive unfolding by the Word of God building up our spirits and having more and more intimate encounters with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our hearts to share with others our own experiences because it's all spread by the gospel of the container of our words full of the anointing that flows out of intimacy. Amen? The more intimate you are with the Father in your heart, the stronger and more potent your words will be laced with the anointing oil of joy. Amen? The oil of joy, the oil of ecstasy, so strong that one word of love can fill a person's heart and they're thrown, their whole soul, into the Garden of Eden. People will be born again, saved and raptured into the Garden of Eden on mass in the great exodus and the great revival of the end times people coming out of all the magic arts every deception all of the natural dimension every lie everything in the brain the carnal mind will be completely conquered by the mind of christ and its ecstasy worldwide before jesus christ returns in the name of jesus partner with red letter ministries donate redletterman.com we'll see you guys tomorrow amen